1: Knowing and understanding, like when, when you've done the work and you understand what your patterns are, it gives you the opportunity, and I say opportunity, to continuously grow through that thing. So it's going to hit you and the way I normally see it is either A, I'll feel it in the midst of whatever it is I'm going through, or B, the, the results of what I've been doing haven't been what i wanted them to be. And so as i analyze those results, right? Cuz you have to reflect, you have to understand like why are you experiencing that? If i gain weight, why am i experiencing that? What have i been doing in my eating? What have i been doing in my gym routine? Uh if if my marriage suddenly we're not talking, like why? What what am what am i doing? Where what's the decisions I'm making to do that? So, you know, some of you heard this because my wife was at the event and you guys got to meet her and we, her and I talked out loud about a situation we had recently where there was, um you know, basically some friction. And it's weird when we have friction because her and I don't ever have friction. It's not toxic. She doesn't like throw shit, doesn't yell at me like my ex-wife did. It's, it's, it's kind of very like muted in a sense. She's almost the opposite where she'll like be quiet, not say something. And I recognized the reason I knew why she was upset or whatever was because I recognized that she had a value that I did not communicate with her about and I didn't think through. And so that allowed me to then go, oh, I knew she was upset, give her the space she needs. And then as I re-engage, I can go at it, not from like, why are you, why are you not talking to me? And how come you're being a bitch and and all this stuff? And like, instead of taking it personally, even though I was hurt, like there was some things for me too. It's not like I wasn't hurt. It was like, I could, I could attack it from that place. And so, so in some ways, like that sabotage gets headed off because now that I, I saw the pattern, I was like, oh, this is why she's upset because I've done this before. I didn't communicate about a certain thing. And that made her feel a certain way. She experienced a certain thing and whether that's true or not, doesn't matter. It was true for her. And so I could address it from that standpoint. And instead of make it 10 times worse and turn it into a fight and turn it into emotional disconnection, I turned it into an opportunity for greater emotional connection. And what I want in life is up to me completely to get, to go out and get, that's the difference with, you yes. know, people who have a high locus, internal locus control versus external locus control. All of you have some aspect of a high external, or excuse me, internal locus control. That's why you're a client. That means that you uh, take some aspect of the way you view life through the lens of whatever is going to happen is up to me. Um, people who are victims view life through an external locus control. Everything that's happening is happening to me. I'm a victim, all this shit, blah, blah, blah. My finances suck. Mm. It's Biden's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's, all, it's everyone else's fault. And that's why in Empowered Man, we teach extreme ownership. So I make that statement and, it, and it's a delineator. When I say there's no such thing as a bad marriage, only bad husbands, it's like, oh my God, it's just like, it, it separates the wheat from the chaff. And it doesn't mean yeah. that you can't fix certain aspects to that. Um, like I tell people, if you knew my old marriage, you'd be like, dude, you didn't you, it's like shit, man, the bitch was crazy. Right. But I always say to everyone, anyone who asks, and I said this, this weekend, I'm hundred percent responsible for the failure of my marriage. 100% responsible. I take 100% responsibility. And what that does is it gives me freedom. And most people don't understand the freedom of responsibility. We're not talking about shame. We're not talking about fault because so many people focus on the fault. Like you're saying it's my fault. She cheated. No, it didn't say that. What I'm saying is you are responsible for how you showed up in the marriage. And if you were unable to lead her, I was unable to lead my ex-wife to a place of freedom, etc. She still made choices. She still made choices that were outside of my control. Couldn't control those choices. But at the end of the day, I'm the leader. Everything falls on me. It's the same with my company. I hold my team accountable to their numbers, to the things that happen. But what happens is if I tolerate certain things, I'm promoting those certain things. And many of us as husbands promote what we tolerate. What I mean by that is if you're tolerating her talking to you a certain way, if you're tolerating these things to happen, you end up promoting that. You're saying, hey, it's okay. You can treat me like a piece of shit. Hey, it's okay. You can cheat on me. And that's what I did. I allowed her to do those things. I allowed her to treat me that way. I allowed her to talk to me that way. I allowed her to cheat on me multiple times over and over again. Forgive, forgive, forgive. I'll be Jesus to you, all that stuff. And at the end of the day, I was, I was the one who led the, the marriage. And if I wasn't leading it, she was. And that's dangerous. Not that women can't lead, but it's supposed to be a co-laboring thing together. And ultimately, Ooh. somebody has to be the final say. Ultimately, somebody has to be the final leader. That's why co-CEOs never work out. There has to be one person who is responsible and who is in charge of the things that happen. And mm-hmm. as men, we have to take responsibility, not fault responsibility. Yeah, because fault is as, shame, as responsibility. most men will say this, and you could probably all agree with me in, in this regard, is that you think your wife has the report
0: card on you and you're getting all Fs. And when you feel that way, you're a victim. hmm Because
1: it it has it has nothing to do with you. Her her the way she thinks about
0: you, think about this. The way she thinks about you is none of your business. That's fucking hard to accept.
1: But here's what because you can't control that. You can't control that. What you can control is how you decide to show up every single day. It's how you decide to be a man every fucking day, because that's what you control. You don't control how she showed up, you don't control in my business. Yeah. I thought you said something else, Lorraine. Right? You, you don't control how she shows up. You don't control whether or not she gets healed or fixed or any of those things. Like Joe and I see that all the time in the Facebook group and the five day challenges, the guys who aren't really doing the work. Exactly. Seeking that external approval, seeking like, well, how come she's not doing it? Why is it up to me? Cause bro, you're the fucking leader. That's why. Well, why does everything go back to the, to the president? Cause he's the leader. Well, the president mm-hmm. can't control guns. He's the leader. Yeah, Joe Biden didn't make the thing in Nashville happen, but he's still the leader. Same with Trump, same with Obama. It doesn't matter who the person is. If they are the leader, the buck stops here. Mm-hmm. And all of us are going to take it to a certain level. To the, And here's the thing about leadership, as you can only grow to the level that you're willing to be uncapped by. Meaning if, if you aren't under people who can hold you accountable and hold you higher, meaning help you see a higher vision of yourself, you're only going to grow to a certain level. My business, even with Empowered Man, et cetera, that only, that only only grew to a certain level because I started to get around people who thought much higher than I did. And this is when you said back to the accountability thing, they weren't telling me, oh, you've got to hit this number. Oh, you've got to do those things. The desire rose because I was like, wow, look what you guys are doing. That's possible. I can impact that many clients. I can impact that many people. Holy shit. I need like one of my friends has 300 new clients a month in one of his businesses, and he's got multiple clients in this type of business, not with men, but working with business owners. But I was like, holy shit, that's possible. He's like, fuck, that's easy. We do that every single month, month in, month out. And so once you've been awakened to that reality, that's what we do here. So we say, we're going to level you up when you get into this community and you start to see, oh my gosh, uh, how many, some of you were at the thing this weekend and you were like, you listened to my text message between my wife and I, and you're like, wow, that's possible. (laughs) Like, like what? It's like, yeah, dude, like this is normal. This is what normal conversations sound like, not, oh, fuck you, bitch, and blah, 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 and I'm I'm a hurt little boy, and you just took my nuts off, and yada, yada, like that doesn't accomplish anything, versus what are you feeling and experiencing? Because I want to know. Even though I was hurt, that level up, that type of accountability is personal, because I personally sat there, I remember I personally sat there on my phone as I was texting her in Starbucks and said, I am an empowered man. And I'm going to respond to my wife in an empowered way. I am responsible for my wins and my losses. I am responsible for every good thing. I'm responsible for every bad thing that happens to me. I take ownership over this situation. And as I texted her, it was like powerful as it came out. Because again, this rarely happens. So I rarely get to even practice. But when I do, it's like, no, this is who the fuck I am. That's what I love about this this company. That's what I love about what we get to do. It holds me accountable just having the company. Because I've said, this this is who I choose to be. And how many of you are willing to put your balls out there on the line? Actually do that too. So where you go, I'm a fucking empowered man. And this is how I show up. This is how I live my life. And hey, honey, you know what? The way I responded to you was not acceptable for me. And she might even be like, well, it wasn't that bad. No, no, no. it wasn't acceptable for me because I know as an empowered man, I acted like a little victim bitch. And I refuse to walk that way. Mm -hmm. I refuse to be that guy anymore. I will not be that guy anymore. Here's my plan. Power triangle. Power triangle next time this happens, here's how I'm going to respond. And, and if you would allow me, let me back up what my response was and say to you again, hey, honey, what I hear you saying is this. I was telling myself a story and it's all bullshit. It's true, It's not just business owners, but specifically a lot of entrepreneurs, because we have so much childhood trauma that creates our entrepreneurial abilities, right? Like most entrepreneurs, we're fucked over as children and so we we have to prove something to the world and we have to like go 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 prove something to ourselves prove something to the world whatever fuck off everyone else we're gonna make shit ton of money blah 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 and so yet we have this thing called love and we want to have a a person and we want to have a woman in our corner who speaks to us and validates us and so we find that woman and then we find ourselves just like looking to her for everything we need instead of actually being able to give something to her and so it's it's you know, it's basically porn, right? It's like like you you nothing is required of you to watch porn, right? You, you're just you're just taking from another human who's giving you their sexuality on a, on a video or a picture or whatever, and and there's no connection to that, right? There's no you're you're not looking into her eyes when you're having sex with her, and I guess if you're using VR, but it's all fake shit, right? It's not real, and so it's not it's not actually connecting you, and so we have a culture that that's that's like built on that, and so. <clears throat> Over time, it's easy to disconnect from people and not be like connected, and that's just porn. I'm just talking about, like in general, our society, our culture, we don't connect human to human anymore. We we interface over phones. We don't we don't do the stuff. That's why those of you guys that came this weekend, it was powerful because it was like, oh, this isn't just some Zoom call. Like this was like I literally put hands on Justin and, and shook Sam's hand and you know and like like it was something powerful, right? There's power in proximity, um, and that's why we encourage you. We're going to release the next one to certain guys. Not everyone's going to get to come to the next one, but we have another one coming up in August that we're about to open the doors up in Nashville. Just saying. Um, the guys who went this week are going to be the first dibs. We're going to open that up this week. But anyways, the, the point is, is what, <clears throat> what he was saying there is so powerful. and I'm glad, Sam, you had that uh, revelation, especially knowing a little bit about your story. Because now you get, to, you get to grapple with the understanding of what allowed you to be that kind of man and and really start to get into the feelings, if you will, of like what it was, because sometimes it is, you know, the, like you're busy, right? Work happens and shit happens. And it's like, you get into this mode, but I can guarantee you there's a fear of connection. And there's a fear because of inadequacy. Like I don't feel right. adequate to handle her emotions. I've got this business deal I've got to do right now. I can't, I can't think about the kids. I can't think about those things. And that comes with the territory of being a fucking man. It's like, I slay all day at work. I deal with you guys. I deal with potential clients. And trust me, the potential clients are 10 times worse than what you guys ever bring to our table. They they, they create so many headaches for me. It's ridiculous. But dealing with all that shit, dealing with my team, dealing with people quitting, dealing with new hires, dealing with all this stuff. And then I got to come home and I got seven kids and a wife and I got to show up for every fucking one of them. Like, dude, that's fucking hard. But you know what? That's what makes me a man. And you have that same ability inside of you, dude. You have that same thing. You just don't know it and didn't know how to access it. But now that's what's going to happen. That's what I'm excited about. That's what I get fucking fired up about is every one of you has that ability inside of you. You just don't know that you have that answer. The question, do I have what it takes? Right, Tyler? Do I have what is he still on? Do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes? Am I a fucking man? Because building a company doesn't make you a man. Having the biggest dick in the world doesn't make you a man. Bench pressing 600 pounds doesn't make you a man. Fucking the shit out of 13,000 women doesn't make you a man. What makes you a man is being able to show up in your full masculine strength wherever the fuck you are. That's the empowered man way. We are not victims. We are overcomers in every aspect. We live from that place of victory in the sense that- (laughs) Man, I'm ready to preach today. <laughs> we, we live from that place because that's who we, our hearts desire to be. We just didn't know how to do it. We just lived this inadequate way, and now we have a way. We have a way that says, "Hey, dude, you can fucking do it." And we're going to give you tools. That's what you're tapping into. You fucking came back. You started doing work because I told you I was like, "Do the fucking work," and you did it, man. And you're feeling probably ten times better now because of that Obviously, shit. You know, I, when I coined the phrase "get a return on your tears," um, it was from that place, right? Is that? So many of you, we go through this situation and you go, gosh, uh, how did I end up here? All this stuff, right? You're asking all these questions like, bro, you are in the hardest place. You're probably ever going to be emotionally next to somebody dying, right? Next to somebody close to you dying. And when you're in that place, it's the, I think it's personally the biggest opportunity for growth you'll ever have in your life. And and, it, and it like, it's like a floor, it's like a whole like three level floor raising opportunity for you right like we all grow we all have our things and you know and different experiences will cause growth but this is one of those cataclysmic growth opportunities that so many men waste and you guys didn't waste it you guys showed up you've invested some of you it's like like I know some of your stories financially you you didn't have the money like you had to go find the money somewhere like some of you were part-time jobs and doing other things just to just to make this shit work and i give fucking kudos that's why i work with guys sometimes who just don't but like they have such a desire i'm going to work with you i'm going to make make it whatever i can do to help you through this because My heart goes out to any dude who's willing to sacrifice everything he's got, even financially to make this shit happen for himself, getting into a program like this. And he's not blessed financially like some of you guys are. It has to work through this. But damn, man, we've always seen those guys, the ones that do the work and actually do that and find their ways through part-time job. Like they end up getting raises. They end up finding new companies. Like, like it's really cool. Why? Because they've, they've put in something and now they can reap what they've sown. Right. And so what you were saying there about victim, I'm going to give this to you guys as a hack. Some of you, you may have heard this before. It's a simple one. And that is that the moment I feel like a victim, I start to give gratitude. I start to be thankful, whether it's to God or whatever it is for you in your situation. But the the second you feel like a victim, that's the second you need to start giving some sort of praise, some sort of uh, thankfulness, some sort of worship, some sort of something where you're worshiping something other than you. Because victim is self-worship. I'm going to say that again. Being a victim is self-worship. You're worshiping yourself over any other thing. And it's dangerous. Again, whether you believe in a God or not, the universe, I don't care what the fuck you believe in, but but praise the earth, praise mother nature, whatever the fuck you got to praise. Praise something else. Be thankful for what you have and the victim will disappear. He will die. Why? Because you're not feeding him victim energy anymore. See, so a victim mentality runs off victim energy. That victim energy is all the faults. Get one level deeper, and then I'll stop because I know this is a lot for you guys. But here's the thing: is you have victim energy that's here, and then you have a deeper level of victim energy. That's the well. The, that's the well that you guys, A lot of you guys pull from, and that's called the root of bitterness. And that root of bitterness says, "I was fucked over my entire life." I've always been this. This has always happened. It's the story I'm telling myself. And that story keeps you from growing. Why? Because you've tapped into that. So then every time an external situation happens, this is the internal, external locus of control. This always happens to me. I'm always the victim. You guys don't care about me. You guys only care about money. Uh, my wife doesn't give a shit about me. I always get cheated on. Blah, blah, blah. It's just reinforcing the same story you've been telling yourself your whole fucking life. So if you find yourself reinforcing the same story, know that you have to become a worshiper or appraiser of something other than you. I prefer it to be some sort of spiritual thing or God or whatever, but be thankful for the things you have, number one. And then number two, understand that there is a well of bitterness that you're pulling from that's creating that. So if there's an area where you constantly find that, like we got guys, we deal with money wounds. And they're constantly finding themselves in this victim, like my job, the business, uh, Joe Biden, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bro, there is a root of bitterness there that you have these money wounds you've never dealt with. And that's why you keep going back to that same pool of bitterness. And it's going to happen the same with women. Why? Because if you were treated a certain way as a child, you created a story about that tra- of how you see yourself. That's what I love about the Your Future Self book, uh, uh, Become Your Future Self book now, because he talks about the idea that you can literally go back to the stories of your childhood and rewrite those stories with new meaning, because everything we've experienced, the trauma we experienced has meaning attached to it. And we've been attached to all those things. And so when you attach the meaning of I'm a victim to that story, that's the pool of bitterness that you've been Fueling. So you stop victim energy by stop giving it its place and saying, Hey, I'm going to be thankful for what I have that cuts off the supply. You've all heard it on narcissists, right? Don't give a narcissist supply and it's able, it goes away. Why you go gray rock on it. So it doesn't come back for more. It's the same thing with your own fucking narcissism. What is narcissism? Self interest, self worship, self aggrandizement over other people. So when you find yourself dealing with victim, you're actually being a narcissist to yourself. When you take your- ownership, you create freedom. Because there's no one else to blame but you, right? No one can blame you because you've, you've already taken the ownership. And so you said that created joy because that's freedom. Where there huh. is joy, there is freedom. <laughs> and so literally, that's what you just created for yourself. Here's the beauty to all of you listening to this, because some of you are like, man, I'm getting some great revelation too. And I want to go share with my wife. You don't have to do anything to fix it. the desire sometimes is to do that. The desire is like, Oh my God, I had this revelation. Now I've got to go tell her. You don't even have to do anything. All you have to do is acknowledge. So when you're in that, if you, if you are still in couple session, there is hope and all you have to do is not fix it. Not even apologize. I'm so sorry. I did this. It's just literally like what I hear you saying is this is what I did. And this is how I made you feel. And she's going to go, Oh my God. I can't wait to hear this story. I, I mean, I hope that you have the opportunity to share that with her. And I hope that we get to partake in some of that. Um, and whether she doesn't respond that way or not, you get to detach from the outcome because you've done the work. Y'all have heard me say this, maybe, maybe not. You earn the right to detach from the outcome by doing the work. If you've done the work and you've shown up and you've given everything you've got, you detach from the outcome. You leave it all on the line and you allow her to make her decision. You've made yours. And until that thing is done, you, you, you're a husband in a wifeless marriage. Thanks, until you just, because sometimes it's, it's just literally that you don't have to make big strides. You don't have to do big things. You don't have to be somebody you're not. Um, you're right. It, it's not your fault that you don't know how to communicate. Actually, I, I would say it's not your fault. It's your responsibility to learn how it's not your fault. You got beaten to a pulp. It's not your fault. You got abused. It's not your fault that you were treated like shit. It's not your fault that those things happened to you but it's your responsibility to work through it. And so there's moments and there's times where you're not gonna feel that. Uh, there's plenty of day. this morning was one of them. I did not feel like going to the gym. I did not feel like going through traffic. I didn't feel like doing this shit. And even when I got to the gym, I was like, I don't feel like being here. I'm gonna go low key on myself. I'm gonna do some easy leg work because it's leg day. And there are those days where it's like, it's okay. It, you, you don't have to be perfect in that journey. But what I did do was I did some work, felt it, did my, did, did half of what I needed to do. Probably not the full thing. Maybe some mindset guy'd be like, oh, you fucking pussy. But here's the thing. Wasn't feeling it, but I did the work. I still showed up. I did the thing. And you may not always feel it, but you keep showing up, you keep doing the thing and it becomes a habit. It becomes a routine. I've been on this journey for me three plus years now. I won't stop. There are many days where I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it, but I know it's essential to me. I have my why behind why I do it. It is essential for me. I have to do this. This is who I've become. I've become a guy who goes to the gym three times a week, who tries to be a better eater. Like That's who I've become, and I got to get better at that. I know I do, but I continue to do the shit. And the same for you, man. You're changing an identity that's been with you your entire fucking life, and it takes work. You've believed lies. That are just now getting uncovered. And some of those lies you've started to look at and you go, well, maybe that's not true. And then you're like, no, it's got to be true. Because it's hard for you to accept the truth. that You're not actually as bad as you think you are. That you're not actually just that uh, druggy guy or whatever the fuck you struggled with. That you're not him. And that you get to choose to not be him. That you get to choose to become clean, sober, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And lean into that and that be your identity. That you get to be a new name, like Josh is talking about over here. Joshua was his child name, Josh is his man name. That's why men give each other nicknames. Because men name each other. It's what Adam did in the garden. <laughs> we we named things. And the men in your life named you something else. They named you something that was false. They named you something that you aren't. And this is a journey of. Where you are called into initiation by other men who are not here to shame you, who are not here to make fun of you, who are not here to call you that bad name that you were called. But they are here to call you up and out and into a new identity if you should choose to accept that new identity. It's your mission to choose it and accept it or not.